Welcome to Manager Tools. Today's topic, the feedback continuum. Today, Mark and I talk about the entire system of Manager Tools feedback, starting with the starter feedback model all the way through to systemic feedback. Here we go. You know, we get asked all the time how to help managers solve problems they're facing. And mm-hmm. you tell me if you, if you think otherwise, but the, the most frequent question has got to be the manager who is having problem with their direct poor performance. That's it, right? We get, we get you know, c- career-related questions, right. sorry, but, it's, but generally it's like, I, I kind of direct. He's got some responsibilities. He's not do doing do? them, and I can't get him to do them. What do I do? Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think you're right. I think it's. It, it, I don't know that people who ask would say I've got a problem with feedback. Um, I think the vast majority of managers just don't know what to do, and and who can blame them? We don't teach, you know, right? No, nobody teaches management. It's not like chemistry. It's not like differential equations or comparative government. It, there's there's no class in it, and of course our answer is feedback, right? But lots of managers who ask us don't know about it or. They know about it through us or perhaps some other method, but they don't like feedback, right? They don't, they don't want to do it. Look, we have managers posting on the forums who have been doing so for a couple of years. I mean, they've been in our forums for a couple of years. I, I can't imagine if they've been listening to our shows that they don't know about our belief in, in feedback uh, and the concept of having regular performance communications with your directs. And they bring up problems that are clearly situations for feedback and they don't seem to get it or, or they don't use the feedback system. Now, now look, I, it, that's okay. It's completely okay not to use our model. It's not okay to do whatever you're doing to not get results and then not go out and research other things or change your behavior in order to get the results you want, right? Right. So it's frustrating. We don't want to be the end all and be all of management thinking and ideas. We really don't. We're happy if ideas come from somewhere else that work. What we're about is making, you know, helping managers be effective. Good. So today's cast is a way to give us all a system for thinking about feedback. And I, I really say system because what we're talking about here is a continuum of types of feedback that we've talked about over the years that could be used easily over a period of, you know, months. I, I guess it could be used over a period of years, but we're generally talking, talking months to help some of our directs. Right, uh, And I, I think this is the first time we've ever put it together, other than at the conferences, put it together as a continuum of feedback, starting with the simple feedback all the way through to using systemic feedback. Right. We just want to connect all the pieces. We This is just, in a way, this is just like the Trinity, right? It's, it's uh, the Trinity all works individually. Each one of the modules of the Trinity, one-on-ones, feedback, coaching, delegation, all work all by themselves. But they're also designed to work together. Same thing with all the feedback modules. They're all, they all work individually. They work better if you connect them in a continuum if you need to do that. Good. So, so give us an overview. We're going to talk about four types sure. of feedback um, yep. and, and how they tie together. So give us, before we get into the details of each one, let's, let's talk about how, what's an overview of the whole the feedback. Okay, so, so there are four types. Starter feedback, the full feedback model, the shot across the bow, and then also systemic feedback. Uh, we're going to start with starter feedback. 
Um, we'll go over the basics of it. It's quick. It's specific. It's non-confrontational. Then uh, if that doesn't work, it's no big deal. We move on to the full feedback model. And all that is is adding step four to the starter model. And that's because they already know they're, they're, you know, we've already talked to them about their, their error or the thing they're doing that's not helping. And now essentially step four asks them to do. And then we're going to talk briefly about the shot across the bow, which is, you know, what do you do if a, if direct pushes back, which is normal. It's reasonable. We respect it. And, and what we've got to do is we've got to, we've got to back away from the conflict and yet at the same time show them, Hey, we're paying attention and you, you may disagree with this discussion, but it's important. And then it also helps us focus on future behavior rather than on fighting about where, where the person is. And then lastly, if, if we get that far and we're still not, we're still struggling, uh, the director's still struggling, and then we go to systemic feedback. And now we're focusing on, hey, it's been a while and you haven't changed, even though we've been talking about this. And uh, you put all those together and it gives you little steps to go up so that even if you just start with starter feedback, if that doesn't work, you don't despair and say, oh my gosh, what do I do now? You know what to do now. And the next thing is full feedback. Good. And one important point here is we're not going to go over the details of each of the four types of feedback. We've covered all of the details and excruciating details, some would say, yeah. in, in several casts. If we try to cover it all here, this thing would be like 11, 40 billion minutes yeah, it'd long. Yeah, it'd be way long. People <laughs> so, would really be angry about me being long. Exactly. So so we're going to we're gonna touch briefly on them, but only briefly. So if you haven't listened to the original cast, uh, I'd encourage you to go back and listen to, to those and then come back to this one as a way of kind of stringing it all together into an effective yeah. system. Yeah, and let me say something else. If you're listening to this show, and you're kind of grumbling, like, oh, God, i got to go back and listen to other shows. I'm not so sure that this is a great thing. If there is a string of shows that most managers need, if it's not one-on-ones, which is our, which is the most powerful manager tool we know of, it is feedback. And if you, for those people who come to a conference, they're always shaking their head going, wow, this isn't as hard as I thought it was. So we really encourage you to go back and listen. Don't think you can get everything you need to know out of this cast regarding the details. Uh, we know we're asking a lot, but... It's a couple hours. Go back and listen to it. It'll help you as a manager for the rest of your career. Yeah, absolutely. Good. Okay. So let's let's talk about the our, our first one, which is uh, starting with the starter feedback model, which is simple, right? I mean, that's that's why we did it, and it's it's simply the four step feedback model without step four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look, the idea is really easy. All we want to do in starter feedback is to make our directs aware. We simply want them to know the negative consequences of what they did. Whenever we raise our hand at a conference or working with a client, does anybody here have things go wrong? You know, things that they, they're doing that turn out poorly. Everybody raises their hand. And then we say, who intentionally causes things to go wrong on a regular basis? And no one raises their hand. So we all do stuff that makes sense to us. And it turns out that it doesn't work or we haven't you know, we have a a less than perfect outcome. We miss a deadline or whatever. It's important if someone thinks they're doing the right thing for us to point out the negative consequences because they clearly thought they were doing the right thing, but we can see things that aren't good about the outcome. They, they worked on X and that therefore they missed the deadline on Y. It's important for us to point that out that we notice. And if in fact there are standards and we're not, our direct is not meeting them, it's good to point them out. So it's simply a way of saying, Hey, you did this and here's what happens. And it's, here, here's how it sounds. You can be the direct mic and you've got a big part in this. So I'll, I would ask you, hey, can I give you some feedback? Sure. And starter feedback says, hey, when you miss a deadline, it slows us down and it creates more work. And that's it. 
step four, for those who are not familiar with the standard feedback model, you'd ask me, what can I do, do differently or can you do that differently? And so you're not even asking me to change. No. You're just letting me know. Yeah. In fact, I can, I, when I do it, when I use the starter feedback model, as, as, as we teach at the conferences and other places, we, we lean forward and sort of say, hey, by the way, it's almost sort of a casual kind of thing. In fact, that's the first, the first, uh, first thing we talk about is it's quick. This model, the starter model, is designed to be brief. People at the conferences are always surprised by how quick, how casual even the four-step model can be. It can take five seconds or just 10 seconds to deliver standard feedback. And as long as we're not trying to punish someone, we're not trying to remind them of their mistake, which causes them to get emotional, the four-step model is fast. And, and of course, what that means is the three-step model is even faster. And it's intended that way. The starter model is designed to help the direct understand the connection between their actions and the consequences of those actions simply because we can't be sure that if they did what they intended to do and it, most people do usually we can't be sure that they understand the negative implications and so we feel obligated to do so to share them with them briefly so we're reducing the conflict and tension by being brief right so so they they engage in some behavior there are consequences associated with it. And you're, you're simply connecting the dots for them in case they didn't. Yeah. They had connected it, it, to them. Yeah. Before. It's almost a, Hey, did you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, just want to, just want to make clear. Hey, or, or, or maybe they did know in some level and we're just saying, Hey, just want to be clear. We're on the same page on that one. I noticed it's quick, but, it, but it's, it's also though specific, right? It's not, it's not this gen, we're not speaking in generalities like, a, a lot of managers we know. Like, hey, that didn't go so well, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. like, well, oh, yeah. You know, the meeting could have been better, right? Right. Don't you love that? Your boss says, hey, the meeting could have been better. You're like, uh, okay. Or, hey, great job at today's meeting. Yeah. Yeah. Now, of course, when you say great job, that's, you know, right? that, that, that's praise. It's not feedback. And, of course, the feedback continuum is designed to focus on negative feedback, right? You don't, we don't need an escalating series of feedbacks for, for positive feedback. But, yeah, look, if the boss says... Yeah, you know, that meeting didn't go very well. You're like, okay, I know he's unhappy, but but I tried to run a good meeting and it didn't turn out well. Look, if you know what didn't go well, why don't you tell me? Why make me have a half hour conversation with you trying to suss out what it is that right that went wrong? If you know what went wrong, tell me. And, and if we're as managers, if we, if we can't identify what went wrong, then we ought to be paying closer attention to figure out what we can share with people to change their behavior to different results, so... Right. Yeah. So we don't want to sacrifice specific behavioral comments on the altar of brevity. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We, yeah. The, the two things I think sometimes when we say quick, people think, oh, I can just kind of skim over it and say, hey, not, you know, that didn't go so well. And, and that, that's the start of feedback model specifically says, no, stay specific. Start with, you know, the same fundamental connection between behaviors and consequences that we get in the starter and the standard model and in the systemic model that applies to the starter feedback model too. Right. And, and this this feedback, uh, much like all the feedback we suggest in terms of the, the way you present it, if going back, for example, I think we recently did the, the Heart of Feedback, we released that as, as a podcast. Um, right. Or getting ready to. This is non-confrontational. Yeah. Look, even us high D, strong-willed, dominant, kind of forceful manager leaders and individuals, you know, even though we might feel comfortable in confrontation, the fact is confronting people other than with enormous egregious mistakes and, you know, violations of, you know, significant ethical breaches and so on. Confrontation is just not an effective managerial technique. And what we know is 
if we're just starting out doing feedback, or even if we've done a lot of feedback, until we've shared a great deal of it, our directs are usually uncomfortable with it. Whether we mean well or not, the fact is that across all managers and all directs, most of us wait far too long before directly addressing a problem behavior. And look, we could share all kinds of reasons why we don't choose to address the problems early. We're uncomfortable with that little pinch, or we don't think it's important, or we think they ought to learn it themselves. It, but, but regardless of the why, look, I doubt anybody right now would disagree with the statement that actionable information um, coming from bosses about ineffective or problematic things that directs do are more rare than they should be. People, every time we say, would you like to know more about how you're doing, could do better with your boss, everybody raises their hands. Most managers, most of us wait too long. And when a discussion about performance finally occurs, there have been so many instances of the, the, the problem that managers are upset and it becomes significant in terms of it's rare and, and there are significant consequences associated with it. And so people have learned that when they get talked to about their performance, it's a big dang deal. And we flip that on its head and say, no, we're going to talk frequently about how you're doing. We're going to give you small adjustments on the way using the, the car driving on a straight road analogy. Right. But this is a way of easing into it since we, we know, yeah. uh, you know, most managers haven't given feedback before. And, and we know we, you just talked about what the how people are going to perceive when we the feedback when we start talking about the performance. So this is just a way of starting there with, without introducing a lot of conflict. Yeah. Look. When you ask that step one question, hey, can I give you some feedback? If you've never done it before, you'll learn that people are uncomfortable with with it because they're afraid it's a big deal because they're going to get a pained look on their face or even a panic look on their face. And the, the common question we get is, am I in trouble? And all that really is background to understand that it, that's the starter model is designed to be, as you say, unconfrontational. We don't want to punish we're not reminding. It's not about the past. Boy, that's a big mistake that I made early on is I wanted to point out the mistake they made. And, 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 and that's not the purpose of feedback. The purpose of feedback is to encourage effective behavior in the future. In the starter model, though, we don't even ask them to commit to new behavior. We're just being an extra set of eyes and ears. We're observing the impact of their behaviors and, and sharing those impacts with them so they can make the connection themselves. Uh, we want them to draw their own conclusions about possible future behaviors and or changes based on the fact that they got negative outcomes on their previous behavior. And look, if we can be brief and specific and make the connection between behavior and, and in this case, what is negative, unintended result, that's going to be pretty low on the confrontation scale. We even suggest at the conference that you don't always want to confront your directs by facing them shoulder, you know, direct face on shoulders uh, aligned with one another, but you rather come up to the side and, and, and talk to them over your shoulder, if you will. I, I don't mean turn your back on them, but face the same direction they are and lean toward them and, 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 and be very quiet about it. Really, what we're trying to do is point out to the direct something we saw. And if, if we share with them a couple of negatives we saw or observed or felt or uh, got feedback on from somebody else, maybe they'll figure it out. They'll see the same thing and they'll say, okay, I need to change. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's fair to say we're all interested in improving our performance. And if we can get past our own defensiveness around our behavior, once we see it, right? And if it's presented to us in a light that makes it easy for us to see, once we see it, it's reasonable to assume that yeah. we're and going to change. I think it's important, dude. I think it's really important that we tell people. The model will not get people over their discomfort. It will not. The model is not magic. It is the repetition of the model on small 
instances that are not life and death, that are pinches in your relationship as opposed to crunches, if you will. It is the repetition repetition over time that causes directs to gradually realize I'm okay with feedback and I'm happy to have more as opposed to what we used to feel, which is, oh my God, feedback, I'm in trouble. It's not the model. It's the repetition of the model. The model exists to make it easy for us as we possibly can to talk about performance because we have an obligation to do so. If we make it easy, you'll repeat it. When we repeat it, directs will get used to it. And that will lower the, the, the negativity, the emotion, the, the, the sense of confrontation, the sense of conflict, and, and then we can focus eat more easily on the future. Good. In, in most cases, the starter feedback model will work just fine. People will change their behavior yeah. and you're done. But if it doesn't, then there's, this, there's the next step, which is moving to the full feedback model. And people could do that right away, right? You can start with, this, with the full four-step feedback model. You can, sure. And you can you can start with it and you can always end with it as well. Yeah, if they if, if they change, right? Right, exactly. I mean it addresses behaviors, consequences, and future behavior completely and thoroughly. Right. Yeah. Look, the only difference between starter model and the full four-step standard feedback model is adding that step four. When we first delivered the feedback model, the standard model, the four-step model, what we're talking about now is the original one. We added the starter model later, j- later just to give managers more ways to communicate about performance and to reduce the potential conflict. Because when we talk to managers about what they like and don't like about it, step four tends to be the moment. When we ask somebody to commit to changing behavior, that's the moment that people start going, hmm, right? The good point here, though, is we did this to make it easier on the manager, not the direct. Yeah, right? exactly. If, given, if, if you kind of think about what we talked about in the heart of feedback, if you give feedback properly, even the four-step feedback model, directs are just fine with it. They're fine with it. Um, yeah. But what we found is that managers can't get past the stuff between their two ears to, to actually start giving the feedback. Yeah. Yeah. It, again, the starter model is just the standard model without step four or in reverse. The, star, the standard model is just the starter model with step four. The starter model is kind of standard light. You can either start with the standard model or you can start with the starter model. I like starting with the starter model. It's easier. It's, you know, if you have smart people around you, they're going to figure it out and they don't want you to go to go to step four, uh, the, the standard model. The only difference is the addition of step four. And it is a big change implication wise, but it's not a big change in terms of delivery. And here's how it sounds, right? Hey, can I give you some feedback, Mike? Sure. When you miss a deadline, it slows us down and creates more work. Can you do that differently? Sure. Yeah, that's it. All I did was add, can you do that differently? What is that? Five words. Right. So, and, and you have a commitment from me. Yeah, exactly. You've said, you've acknowledged that we just had a conversation and you said, yeah, I'll, I recognize that what I'm doing is not as helpful as some other action and I'm willing to consider doing something different. Right. Yeah. And, and at this point, if, if you're going through the, the, feedback continuum as we're describing here, they already know about the behavior and the consequence of the behavior because you've already told them about that using the starter feedback model. Right. But they're not changing. Right. Which is okay. Look, it's okay that they haven't changed. It's not ideal, but it's okay. If it weren't okay, right, if if it was unacceptable, you might punish them. We're suggesting that if somebody's late three or four times and you give them three or four bits of starter feedback and they don't change your behavior, then you can go to the standard model after three or four. But look, how many people are late to how many meetings every day in the world? Apparently, it's okay. 
Apparently. It's not like lateness to meetings caused the global financial crisis. Oh, maybe it did. I don't know. I'd hate to be the guy that actually started it because he was late to a meeting. No, kidding. Manager zero. Right. So they so they, they already know that they've been engaging in unhelpful behavior and right. we're simply moving to a step where we're asking them to actually do something about it. Right. Yeah. And, and again, we're not terribly worried about the lack of change of behavior. Now, look, hopefully we haven't done nine months worth of starter feedback or even worse that we've waited nine months to observe And then we start giving starter feedback after nine months. We assume that managers are not applying the feedback model to their old definition of feedback, which is I wait until we have a significant problem. And then I sit them down in my office and have the talk with them. This is designed to start small. It's a difference between a bag of rice and a single grain of rice. So you're right. Look, we've essentially told them that they already... We've been sharing with them the connection. We've been making a connection between their behavior and the outcomes that we we don't want. And now we're asking them to change. We're actually, they know intellectually, but now we're asking them to do. Again, it's okay. And, and uh, okay, they haven't changed. And look, knowing without doing, if we're getting bad results, knowing that we're getting bad results and not changing is worthless in, in a productivity and profit-oriented world. And so the standard model basically says, okay, if you know, you're aware that you're not creating the right outcomes, but you don't do, then really we need to talk about doing something different. We we need you to start doing differently, essentially. Right. We we can't, we can't as managers simply make our directs aware of their performance and the difficulty that results from it. We, We actually have an obligation to ensure that they change their behavior. Yeah. Yeah. And look, think of it this way. We can't defend our team's poor performance by saying we all knew what to do, but we simply didn't do it. Hey, judge me on what we knew versus what we did, right? That doesn't work. That means that you could go around just simply pointing out ineffective behaviors and their consequences and the starter model, and that would be sufficient. Now everybody knows what they're supposed to do. I don't really want to do it because that's hard. I'd rather stay here in my comfort zone. But I mean, profit doesn't come from comfort. That's for sure. And so, look, what we do is we address action. The way we get to those new behaviors is that fourth step where we say, hey, can you do that differently? Or uh, after we try, how, can you do that differently a few times? We say, how can you do that differently? And, you know, now we're saying, hey, you've done something. Here's how it didn't work. I really want you to do different something different next time. We're not going to tell them what to do. And notice, by the way, I did say, can you do that differently? And how can you do that differently? One of the additional steps in the continuum is the two parts of the standard model, which is asking first, can you do that differently to get a short answer? Yes. And if you get some yeses, but you don't get a change in behavior, now we're going to say, how can you do that differently? And it gives us a chance that if they're going to do something that's not going to work, we're going to say, well, maybe that's not the best way to do it. The yes answer is shorter. It's it's as close to the starter model as it can be, because they're only going to have to say one word in response. Yes. And then if we don't get good results after they've said yes, whether they change their behavior or not, we're going to ask, okay, how can you do it differently as a way of hearing out loud what they're going to suggest and then say, well, okay, that'll work. Try that. I'll keep tabs on you relative to that behavior or gosh, I don't, I don't think that's a good idea. Let's talk about doing something different. Good. Okay. So what happens if I've done the starter feedback model, you know, it's been a couple of weeks and I, I'm not seeing any change in behavior. So I move on to the the full four-step feedback model. And I get pushback. 
I mean, mm-hmm. we, we, what you've presented so far is 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 very useful. But every once in a while, we have a direct. We give them feedback, and we get a bunch of pushback. Yeah. What do we do then? Yeah. Um, yeah. We, we're trying very hard not to introduce conflict, right? But <laughs> yeah, they're they introducing us, it for us. <laughs> they, they they're right right on our tail with with uh, conflict. And w- whether you've done this before, you, you say to yourself, you know, I don't want to do this because it's a little bit of a pinch, and I'm afraid if I pinch them, they're going to crunch me, right? Look, the answer is very simple. If you go to the basic principles of this, we want to talk about future behavior. We don't want to punish. We don't want to remind. If somebody push back, pushes back, remember now, you're the boss. You have power. The answer is we walk away. And, and that's the shot across the bow feedback model. And basically, the shot across the, the bow feedback concept works both you know, works after the starter model and after the, the standard model, when a direct attempts to defend their behavior or argue with the consequences we're suggesting, we disengage from them to avoid having an argument about what's already happened, since what's already happened is already happened, and there's nothing we can do about it. So here's how it sounds. Can I give you some feedback? Sure. When you miss a deadline, it, it, it slows us down and creates more work. Can you do that differently? I can do my work until I get the results from Craig. And if Craig takes two weeks to get it to me, there's no way I can get it done in time. None. Well, okay. Well, thanks anyway. No worries. What? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is probably the most counterintuitive part of the feedback model. The, the fact that it's counterintuitive proves that most managers are wanting to focus on proving that the direct is wrong. We don't need to prove the direct is wrong. We get to decide what results we want in our organization. And if they're not giving us the results we want, we need to ask them to change their behavior to get the results they want. But we're not going to go back and argue with them about whether Craig did this or didn't do this or whether Craig whether Craig does it or not, whether you're still responsible, which, of course, you are. I'm amazed by this. Um, anytime somebody says, well, this guy didn't support me on that, I think, oh, this person must be under the age of 30 because that's what all new project people say. <laughs> right. is, well, he didn't get me this, so therefore I'm off the hook. Um, to say nothing of the fact that somebody should have stood up and said, hey, by the way, I'm going to miss my deadline. <laughs> so, yeah, we walk away. And look, we walk away. We literally disengage from the conversation. And, you know, the, the simple answer is that it's not the purpose of the feedback to go back and revisit the past. Yeah. People got to be shocked about it. Mean, people got to be shocked that we'd ever recommend this. I mean, yeah. two West Pointers, ex-military officers. Uh, yeah, they expect, and, you know, and, and some I, I'm known for being us. very direct. Yeah. Look, folks, you have all the power you need, but there are, there are a number of different types of power in an organization. There's role power, which is you as a boss, being able to speak for the organization and impose consequences or rewards on people. There's influence power, which is, which is based on relationships or relationship power. And then there's expertise power, which is you're smarter than everybody else and people know that you're smarter than everybody else. I'm telling you, the least powerful of these is role power, except at the very end where you get to use the 900-pound hammer and, and fire somebody. Role power is the least effective way to go about your job, and it is the most used for most managers. Role power is saying, I'm the boss and you have to do it my way. And that tends to eviscerate people in terms of their their motivation. And you don't need to be powerful. Everybody knows you're the boss. You have a sign on your forehead that says, watch out, I'm your boss. I can fire you. You don't need to light that sign up all the time. Let that go. 
Focus on helping the direct get to better behavior. And you could do that whether you're their spouse or a peer or subordinate or anybody, but don't revert to your role power and punish people, which you're the only person in terms of the their immediate circle, uh, you're the only person who can punish them. And punishment in the long run just doesn't work. We're not fans of punishment. We just had a conversation the other day about, about feedback and about you know, we, we have to get back to the heart of feedback sometimes because if we give feedback too quickly sometimes, if we don't have our heart in the right place, if we don't have love in our heart, it feels like punishment and it doesn't work. It just ticks off the the direct. Yeah, and it's ineffective, which is what we really care about. Yeah, it's really, it's ineffective. So we want to think about the future. When, when the direct argues about the past, are they thinking about the future? No, they're defending themselves. If we argue with them about what they did or who did what or who meant what or who owed what or why we think it's bad, are they thinking about the future? No, they're not. We don't care what happened. What we care about is what's going to happen next time. And so if we don't care about what happened, there's no sense arguing about it. The heart of the shot across the bow part of the feedback continuum is the conflict our direct is attempting to create is not helpful to the discussion about future behavior, and it is based in the past. Shot across the bow model says engaging in a discussion about the past or in any way arguing over who's right is basically antithetical to the purpose of the model. And so we'd rather walk away. Believe me, when we walk away, we still have all the power we need. We'd rather walk away than sustain the conflict they're attempting to start. Right. Yeah. But regardless, they figure out right then and there that we're paying attention to their behavior. Yeah. Right. I see you. You're doing that. And I I know you're doing that. And you can argue with me, but yeah, I know. Yeah. I know you. The end result is you walk, we walk away and they say, Ooh, yeah, he saw me. Right. I mean, if we're to the point where we've tried starter feedback and then standard feedback and now, now we're, you know, they're, they've discovered when we go, you know, if they do it in step four, They've discovered that we're going to ask them to change, and now they're pushing back. We're like, you know, you push back all you want, but you're going to push back to my back, right? Yeah, look, we're not going to debate. We're not going to argue with our directs. We don't need to win. Why would we want to? In order to win, there must be a chance that you would lose. Why would you want to lose if you're the boss? You're the boss. You don't have to argue. We're not going to go where they want to go. And there are some directs who think that they win because we don't engage. Okay, fine. Maybe they think they won. Ha ha ha. And they still know we're watching their behavior and we're expecting it to change. Right. Again, we, we talk about this at the conference a bit. Um, this, a lot of managers get into this. They want to argue because they want to, to win. And when you do that, it's, the feedback is no longer about their future performance. It's about your power. It's about your role. It's about you, the manager, and not about the direct. Really, all we, what we care about is their future behavior. Right. Yeah. The purpose of feedback is to encourage effective behavior, of course, in the future. And debating what happened in the past just doesn't. Right. So we walk away and we're going to give feedback the next day too if we see the same behavior. Simple. Yeah. And, you know, if if in fact we give them feedback using the shot across the bow model, they argue with us, we walk away, and then they change their behavior. Do we really care? Do we really care? Great point. I mean, they changed their behavior. That's, that's the fact yeah. that we didn't win the argument and that they somehow got away with it because yeah. we walked away, yet they changed their behavior. Yeah. How's that not a win? I'm okay with losing arguments and getting better behavior. <laughs> well, what do you mean? You, you'd rather have effective behavior from your directs over 
winning arguments and proving your power? What kind of manager are you? Let, let me think for a second. Oh, yeah, yes, I do. Yeah, okay, yeah, I do. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, and in fact, the boss who wants to win the argument and then loses the ability to get effective behavior because now we have anger on both sides of the equation, that boss is now making work about them and not about the organization. And that's almost always a bad call. Okay. All right. So we start with the starter feedback model. We just make them aware of the, the, the feedback, right? Say, right. hey, can I give you some feedback? When you do this, here's what happens. Just want mm-hmm. you to know when you walk away. Okay. That didn't work. So we went to the full four-step feedback model. Right. Can I give you some feedback? When you do this, here's what happens. Can you do that differently next time? Or what can you do differently next time? Right. That doesn't work. So now they push back. We walk away. So shot, we, we engage with the shot across the bow. They know the behavior. They're defensive. We walk away. And by the way, let me just mention, shot across the bow, you could use that in starter model too, or in the first part, or, or in the second part of the standard model, right? They can push back anytime, and we still walk away. Absolutely. So let's, let's say that's the scenario, right? So we, we've, we've used the starter feedback somewhere in there. I mean, I'm sorry. We've used the um, shot across the bow somewhere in there. Right. We've given okay. the feedback. At some point, they've given us a commitment to change. We say, hey, can you do that differently next time? They say yes. We do it next week. Yes, yes, yes. So we've done like eight or 10 pieces of feedback. They keep telling us they're going to do it differently. And guess what? I'm getting the same behavior. The feedback model is not working. What do I do now? Yeah, let's say we've told them 20 times, right? And 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 we're not joking. We're not we're not using 20 as a some huge number to make managers go, "Oh my god, 20 times." <laughs> you know, we got to fire them, right? Remember, we're talking about small things. We've been giving them the starter, the standard whatever. Look, let's say in the last 10 times we've used the standard feedback, the four-step model, and now what we do is we go to systemic feedback. We've been using step 4, which is where we say can you or what can you do differently. And it sounds like this. Hey, Mike, can I give you some feedback? Sure. Hey, when you commit to meeting new deadlines or when you commit to meeting deadlines and then you continue to not meeting them, uh, you continue to not meet them, um, the situation changes for me, um, for us. Now we're, we're not talking about your lateness on the deadlines anymore. We're talking about you making commitments and then failing to meet them, which to me is, is much more serious. What are you going to do differently about this going forward? Uh. Yeah, um, yeah, and the whole point of this is we're no longer focused on the initial behavior. Now we're focused on the lack of change in behavior. In the beginning, we just share, hey, I don't know if you know this, but some outcomes aren't good. Then we say, okay, what, okay, we've, I've shared with you the outcomes aren't good. You're not changing. Hey, are you willing to change? Sure, I am. Okay, and usually most people, when they say they're willing to change, they change. But in rare cases, they don't. And now they've been committing to change and they don't. And so, okay, we introduce systemic feedback, which we now we're talking about their commitment as opposed to the original offending behavior. And, and systemic feedback does that. It changes the game. It says you failed to change, but now that's not the only concern. You've been making commitments to change and not keeping it. It's not exactly the same, but, it, but it's analogous to someone making a mistake versus lying about it. The first is perhaps minor, maybe not, depends on the mistake, but the second, lying about it, is never minor. In the same way, this mistake we may be trying to correct, maybe they're just late to meetings, is small, but telling the organization, which is you, Mr. or Ms. Manager, that we're going to do something differently, that we're going to commit to change, and then not doing it, 
is a much more significant thing because it goes to the issue of your credibility, your integrity, your ethics. Yeah, it certainly sounded worse. I tell you what, just even though yeah. we're, we're making this thing up, you're giving the feedback. It, it, it doesn't feel good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, and look, another point worth noting here is that we've treated this direct as an adult the entire way in this process, and we're continuing to do so. We didn't make a big deal out of the first few mistakes we saw. We didn't. We're polite. We pointed out the consequences of what they're doing. We didn't shake our finger at them. We just said, hey, I want you to know this. We didn't even ask them to change. We figured they're smart. They're an adult. They'll figure it out. But when the behavior continued, they didn't figure it out. We did ask them to change, which is a completely reasonable thing for us to do as a manager. And by the way, we didn't tell them what to do. We relied on their word that they would. And and often we allowed them to come up with the way they were going to do so rather than our way. And then finally, after continued lack of change, we address the more conser- the more serious concern of of not meeting their commitments and versus the original mistake. And here's the way I think about this, Mike. Couldn't we tolerate someone who made lots of small mistakes in our organization, but learned from them and corrected their behavior quickly? Sure, we could. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. It happens all the time. Okay. Couldn't we tolerate somebody who made small mistakes, but then when they were asked to change, they did so professionally? Sure. Absolutely. All the yeah, time. Right. right. Yeah. Couldn't we tolerate someone who repeatedly said they were going to do things and then didn't? Not for very long, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. The first two cases, standard and starter, it's okay. It's not okay to commit to change and then not do it. Good. So so that makes step four, which does not exist in the starter feedback model, terribly important, right? It's the step four where they make the commitment to change. And if we don't do that, then we can't have this conversation. Yeah. You can't, you can't go from starter to systemic, right? Yeah. Yeah, because there's no step four in the starter model. And, and, and this stuff is all designed to work together. So that's why step four exists. It is the linchpin of the latter half of the continuum is that in order to apply systemic, you've got we've got to have asked for a commitment from the direct in terms of new behavior. Um, and we've got to have done so repeatedly. In other words, we've got to have used step four effectively. And otherwise, otherwise there's no broken commitment in our final step. Right. So even though we encourage folks to use the starter feedback model, yeah. if they're uncomfortable with the feedback model, got to stress here that you, you've got to get beyond it because even though the starter feedback will, model will work in the vast majority of cases, if it doesn't work and that's all you have, you've got nowhere to go. You're stuck. Right. If you do, if you do the full four-step feedback model, then you got a commitment and then you can get to systemic feedback. But with, without that fourth step, you can't get there. Right. Exactly. And and that just points out, this is an interconnected system. It's a continuum. We call it a continuum for the reason. It's designed to help us as managers talk to our directs about ineffective behaviors and the results that those things, the results those behaviors cause. It's designed to work over time. And it does work over time. When you feel that sense the first time that, you know, I don't, I don't think I had this tool in my kit bag before, and that wouldn't have worked out as well without the feedback model, whatever part of the continuum, you're, you're going to be hooked. Yeah. You'll never go back. This will yeah. be a tool you'll have with you the rest of your management career. Yep. And when you find yourself doing less feedback, you realize, gosh, things aren't going as well. Well, it's because probably you've gotten off track of telling folks, hey, that was good. And by the way, keep in mind, we still recommend the vast majority of your feedback be positive. We're not saying that all you should be doing is looking for mistakes because- we recommend in the beginning 90 to 10 ratio, positive to negative. Good. And that brings up the point that, again, we, I think you covered in the beginning, 
please don't use this one cast as your total or your only exposure to the concept of feedback through manager tools. There are a number of other casts that talk about each of these parts in detail and give you multiple examples. This just cat this cast just makes the links between the entire continuum, the entire system clear. Absolutely. Good. And we'll make we'll put links to all that stuff on the show notes on the web to make it easy for folks to get to. Good. All right, my friend. Thank you very much. Thanks, partner. All right, we'll see you. That's it, everyone. Something that we've been meaning to talk about for a long time, but finally got to it. For those of you who are joining us in Dallas for the One Day Effective Manager Conference, we look forward to seeing there. And for those of you who have not done so, we have room in our One Day Effective Manager Conference in Los Angeles, California on May 20th. Hope to see you there. All right, folks. See you next week. So long. <laughs>